Hello everyone, uh, welcome to my podcast. My name is Sarah Sadik and I'm a certified health integrative health coach from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And before I jump into my podcast series of holistic health podcast series, which will be talking, which I will be addressing the emotional, the physical, the psychological and the spiritual side of our of health which is the holistic framework and I would like to talk a bit about that before jumping in because this is my primary lens of how I view health and wellness on a on as on from my perspective so health for me is not only the physical health that you have which is you know the absence of disease and all of these things it's also your mental state that affects your physical and emotional state after all because everything is interconnected and we have what we call the mind and body connection so what we go through and what we experience affects us on so many levels that a lot of us are not sometimes aware of that so i'd like to talk about that and also i want to add some note on the spiritual side of things because a lot of people will think i'm talking about religion It may include that, it may include having a sense of a greater purpose or something bigger that you're serving the community, for example. So I would like to talk a bit about about my experience of why I chose the topic of fasting and body image. Because a few years ago, I've, when you have been in a state of chronic dieting and you're so used to that, you get so used to the idea of dieting that affects how you view your own body and how you treat it. So when you're in the stage where you're just chronically dieting and you don't really like your body, it's coming from the place of, I wouldn't say self-loathing, but feeling not good enough and the self-hate part of that, what's going to happen is that you will in your, the, the risk of you engaging in unhealthy behaviors is really high and this can affect your body on a physical as well as the emotional level and psychological level because the most important relationship you have is with yourself and it can be shown in food and the way you deal with the see food or view food in your life is reflected on other areas whether it's your relationship with other people your career your education and all of that so it's basically it spills over So it's very important to be aware of that. And knowing and being aware of that is the first step to working towards your own wellness journey, which is important because after all, wellness is is important. And for me, health, the greatest wealth and health comes from within. We can eat all the salads and the superfoods but if your lifestyle is full of stress and it's not nourishing you from the from the inside or outside, it's actually what's going to happen is it's not going to nourish you. We need nourishment from the inside. Some things I'd like to talk about a bit, which is uh, some concepts you'll see me say is primary food and secondary food. A lot of you might think primary food is, you know, the food on your plate is actually not that. It's your relationship, your career, it's different things. 
your spirituality and movement. All of these are that because it nourishes you in anything in your environment that affects your health, whether you're aware of it or not. And then you have secondary food and secondary food is the food on your plate. So having a healthy diet and a balanced diet where you're nourishing your body, giving it the nutrients it needs to thrive. So the body image is a wide topic. First of all, I would like to talk about the body image spectrum. So I'm going to give you a scenario, which is, let's say you decide to weigh yourself one day and you find out that you gained one or two kilos. So the first part of the spectrum or some part of the spectrum, let's say if you have a healthy body image, you wouldn't think much about that. You'd be like, it's okay. You know, I might have been stressed or something like that. I'm just going to take care of myself, give myself nourishing foods and, but you wouldn't obsess over the number or worry too much about it. And then you have someone who is in the middle. Now they might have some anxiety that's like, oh my God, I gained um, some weight. I'm obsessing about it now, but I'm just going to let it pass and uh, be okay with it. But if this is just for me to be aware of where I'm at and I'm just going to, you know, let's say be able to eat something healthy and nourish my body and take care of my body. But I'm not going to go on the extreme side of things either. And then you have the person who doesn't really have that healthy body image. It's going to most likely be really anxious about that and they would worry and they would start to take extreme measures, whether it's you know, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week and I'm going to be doing a certain type of exercise and restrict certain foods and I can't have this, I can't have that. So they go along that rigid one, which affects not only their physical health, which, uh, which is that, and it also affects their mental health and how they see food. After all, food is all around us and you can't really avoid it because we need food to nourish us and it's a way to connect with others and with our loved ones. So a question to check and to see where you're at on the body image and where you're at and how you feel about your body is asking yourself, does the act of fasting affect how you view your body? Do you notice any patterns, whether it's restriction, you're over-exercising, you're being picky around food as in ingredients or you're checking the labels like the calories, the fats, obsessively to the point where it affects your food choices and you don't feel like you're enjoying food anymore and your selection becomes very restrictive and shortened and you feel like you're having fear foods. Why am I talking about body image? Because body image is affected by so many things. It can be affected by your environment, your ideas of food that can show up in different ways. Whether you want to label a food safe or unsafe, good and bad, and good and bad or healthy and unhealthy. Now, just to clarify, I'm not a advocate of eating foods that are highly processed, whether it's with containing artificial flavorings, synthetic flavors, artificial preservatives that harm your body long term. Definitely go for, you know, the unprocessed foods, you know where the source is, fruits and veggies, the basics. 
things that you know where they're coming from and they're good for your body and there's the other part the factor that affects your body image is restriction exercising when you feel guilty that you enjoyed food or you feel the guilt that let's say you overindulge or you felt like you overate because this is going to set off a just a very disruptive cycle which is you have the the guilt that triggers the shame the shame triggers other behaviors whether it's restriction that are harming your health down the line so and then we have self-talk self-talk is how you talk to yourself so it can be very kind when we talk to other people and the people we care about but when it comes to ourselves it's slightly different in a way that we can be harsh on ourselves and sometimes we're not aware so let's just take a scenario let's say you have a friend or a loved one who has had a situation that has upset them and they're feeling sad or upset or frustrated about this and they come to you and they're venting let's say or they're just saying that this happened and upset let's say they're asking for reassurance or wanting to be heard and seen which we all want to be heard and seen you would tell them that you know it's okay you're everything is going to be okay i'm here to support you you're not a bad person you didn't fail and you did your best and you're going to reassure them make them feel good about themselves but when it comes to ourselves what happens is, is we're, sometimes we might tell ourselves things like i'm out of control i failed i'm so dumb that i did this mistake and i should have tried harder and you're being harsh on yourself now in some situations being harsh on ourselves a lot of the time it doesn't really help us if you think about it if you look at it in the terms of as just as a side note here which is uh, which is what i learned over time is that asking ourselves how can i learn from this experience is the best way of instead of blaming ourselves or regretting because it feeds this cycle and it doesn't really help us long term so self-talk is important because how we view our worth especially if it's tied to numbers validation from other people comments affects how you view your relationship to your body to yourself and the most important relationship we have is to ourselves because how we deal with ourselves is reflected in other areas of our lives as i mentioned previously and so how do you know if the self-talk that you're having is positive negative healthy or neutral like because there are different spectrums think about how do you speak to yourself do you notice that you're talking to yourself in a negative way in a positive way what does it sound like write them down on a piece of paper journal right just write the list down see what the patterns are to be aware of that because after all awareness is the first step before making any changes to our lifestyle habits or any habit actually so and now i want to talk a bit about the eating disorders and disordered eating because they're two different things we sometimes confuse them a lot of people confuse them so eating disorders are a mental disorder that affects your physical your mental and psychological health and if it's 
it, a lot of us think it's about you know body image and which is partially it's body image and it's mainly about weight loss but it's not only about that because if you think about that um, eating disorders are a deeper it's like a cry for help that there's something deeper going on I'm in crisis or I'm in a tough spot I don't know what to do and I have a lot of emotions because it comes out in food a lot of the times so you might have heard of anorexia, bulimia, you have orthexia, which is obsession with clean eating and there these individuals are very rigid with that because they have safe foods and unsafe foods. And then you have a binge eating disorder and eating, eating disorder not specified, which basically means you fall between a spectrum. So all of these affect your health in the long term. And these one, if you feel like you're heading towards that, for example, let's say if you notice symptoms of obsession, high concern with your body image, res severe restriction, um, laxative views, over, uh, over exercising and fasting or engaging in behaviors that are harming your health and you feel it's that it's overwhelming and you're concerned that it's affecting a lot of things in your life and your focus and your functioning, I would highly advise being in uh, seeking support from a mental health professional or a therapist that's familiar in the field to see where you're at and support you because from personal experience having the right team whether it's a therapist a coach that is that are knowledgeable in this area that are able to give you the support and the tools to help you through that is important because you can manage with the symptoms on day to day, but you will never, you won't be living your life or enjoying it. Because there's something I learned, which is there is life beyond an eating disorder and being able to enjoy that, whether it's having some, you know, enjoying time with friends and discovering your passions again and your purpose. Sometimes it's what we learn through our own experiences. And the other type I would like to talk about, which is disordered eating, which is the spectrum of that you might be having different symptoms from different dis like the disorder that I previously mentioned, like something like that, but it's not like severe enough, let's say, for someone to be like, you know, it's um an exactly an eating disorder. So, but it's still a serious thing because. Disorder eating can lead to eating disorders if not taken care of and not looked after and it's out of control over time It might end to that and both of them are very serious and both individuals Are worthy of the support to get the help that they need to Get back to, back on track and feel healthy again from the inside on the outside so if you are dealing with body image struggles during this month how can you deal with this i have a couple of suggestions that are very easy to follow and anyone can apply them which is something such as journaling and understanding the root cause of it so noticing the self-talk the patterns the thought patterns writing them down being aware of them number two is nourishing your body giving yourself giving yourself the nutrients that your body needs to thrive 
whether it's fats, proteins, you have the carbohydrates, you have the vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, all of these. In addition to that, I would like to add that food is meant to be enjoyed. And when it comes to cravings, because I know this topic is something that we hear about, that cravings are signals from your body to what it needs. So let's say if you're a person who likes to have something sweet every once in a while. If you're craving something sweet, it is better to allow yourself to have it and enjoy it rather than restrict yourself from it and say that I cannot have this. And when you allow yourself to have it, you feel like you're out of control and you feel guilty about this because what's going to do is that it's going to start a vicious cycle of not only that you start with the guilt and then you just give in and indulge in that and you feel like you overindulge and then there's a shame cycle that continues and it it maintains a behavior of restriction or any harmful behavior that you would do to think that is going to get rid of guilt but a lot of the times it's feeding it and you want to break the cycle so how do you break the cycle it's just listening to your body give yourself that a bit of that i'm not saying overindulge it's actually just give yourself the opportunity because you will notice that when you come from a restrictive background with uh, dieting and stuff like that is that when you start to allow yourself to have a craving to be satisfied you won't feel like you're out of control around this food anymore because it loses its power and when it comes to movement it's another way of me saying exercise and movement because movement is more holistic and it's a more gentle way of saying that so finding the type of movement that works for you so for someone it could be doing yoga someone else might prefer doing some weight training exercise let's say twice a week we all need a combination of different things we do need a bit of let's say Uh, some cardio we need some resistant exercise to keep us healthy we need a combination find a combination that works for you after all that keeps you that you generally enjoy so for me let's say i like to have a mix of yoga sometimes i like to combine some weight training every now and then some walking here and even if you do like house chores that also counts as any form of movement counts as movement or exercise if you want to think about that and you want to be moving your body to honor the strength and not because you feel that your body is not good enough or it's not it's ugly all of these things that we tell ourselves and for some of you it might be that you want to lose weight for health reasons and your reasons are valid just make sure it's coming from the fact that you're doing this to take care of your health and not because of how you look and for because you want validation from other people lastly which is if you feel like this is overwhelming or getting difficult for you reach out for for help because you deserve that help and recovery is possible and finding yourself the road to where to to be healthy again from the inside is important. So to conclude, I want to mention that 
uh, eating disorders and disorder eating go, go hand in hand sometimes and when it comes to disorder eating seeking help and both for both of them actually and eating disorders seeking help from the early stages is better and early prevention is key to making to making sure that you are looking after yourself on different levels because at the end of the day you're living in your body and your body is what you're going to live in uh, down the line so appreciating it is very important and all of these things is what's going to contribute to your happiness down the line because our body will change and so there are different things that can happen so my challenge for you this month is notice any patterns any thought patterns that you're you know to aware of and be aware of that and if you want to take it a step further let's say if you tell yourself write one action plan or one action step to help for let's say for example i i'm used to weighing myself and weighing myself triggers anxiety for me for example so if i'm weighing myself every day start small you can start with you know um I'm going to challenge myself that for the next three days, I'm not going to weigh myself. And when the third day comes, I'm not going to weigh myself again till another week and see how long you can do it. A lot of the times you underestimate ourselves. Another point I would like to talk about, which is starting small. Don't go from zero to 100. So let's say if you want to include movement and exercise back into your routine or your lifestyle. So... Rather than saying, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week when you don't have the time or your schedule is really busy, realistically say that I'm going to include some exercise even though it's 15 minutes of my day. And let's say if I'm going to start doing that or I'm going to work out 30 minutes or 20 minutes twice a week and the next week I'm going to increase it to three and four because it's less overwhelming for our brain to realize that you know small small changes can actually contribute long term rather than big changes for example let's say if i decide to go three times a week and i sign up with a gym i go let's say three times a week to the gym on that week but after that i'm tired i give up and i'm like you know i can't continue this you're gonna feel disappointed and frustrated so in order to avoid that start small and be realistic on what you can do based on your energy level and what works for you as a person because what what might work for you at today may not be what might work works for you the next month or the next week life changes and we have circumstances the most important thing for you to know is we need to be flexible and adapt to our situations in order to find out what works and what doesn't so reach out to me if you have any questions or need any support via my instagram which is embracing underscore well-being i have or you can send me an email uh, at sarah with uh, sarah at embracingwellbeing.com if you need any support i also have a website that has free resources that you can download and i will be the upcoming topic for the next podcast will be about food freedom and intuitive eating so this is my topic for today i hope that this was uh, infer- 
you got information. I have helped you gain more information about how to get yourself back to health, um, to back to your health, and take care.